So welcome back to Buzz on Book Biz. Today, my guest is Alex Strathdy, and he is a guru when it comes to launching and marketing books on Amazon. Whenever he would visit his grandparents as a young boy, Alex would spend hours getting lost among the thousands of books lining the entire second floor. From then on, he was destined to work with authors, along with releasing his own first work at the age of 21. He hired a consultant to launch his book to the top of the Amazon charts and then nothing. With no budget or brand, he had no way to make an impact with his book other than getting creative. With zero budget, he was able to convince 11 colleges to send the book to 40,000 plus students. Alex is now the founder of advancedamazonads.com and he works from various countries around the world. Everything he owns fits into a backpack and a duffel bag. Welcome, Alex. Rochelle, thank you so much for having me. So you're a man of many talents and few possessions. (laughs) Well said. I'm going to have to start using that, I think. (laughs) Well, uh, I cannot imagine how you travel so lightly when you are in the book business. So I guess all of your books are (laughs) e-books. A Kindle... I'm not going to lie, for the first few months of traveling, I definitely did carry, I always had a few paperbacks with me, probably at least uh, one of my bags was filled at least halfway with books, just because I love them so much. And ever since I switched over to Kindle, I've been able to own a lot more clothes. (laughs) Yes, you can have more room in your backpack. That's great. Well, tell us about your first book. What was the book? And what did the consultant do to get you to the top of the Amazon charts? Sure. Our book was titled Experience Over Degrees. And what it came from was a good friend of mine and I, our senior year of college, were able to get interviews with the likes of Google and Microsoft and Amazon. And our GPAs were not that great. We weren't outstanding students. We just focused more of our time in college on going after and chasing experiences. And the companies really valued that. And so we wanted to convey that to our fellow students who you know, were juniors or seniors and didn't really know what they wanted to do. We wanted to, to create a blueprint basically for them to achieve a job that they were going to enjoy. And one that, you know, reached for the moon, one that wasn't a reach for the stars, you know, it wasn't just sort of a, a low hanging fruit job that they take after college. So that was the inspiration. But in terms of the results, uh, you know, we, we hired the consultant and you know, nothing, nothing on that consultant, but our expectations was, oh, you know, this will make us, you know, being an Amazon bestseller automatically makes you, you know, your book's going to continue to sell for months and months. And I think you mentioned this, um, in, I think you did a episode of everything you learned so far, uh, interviewing your guests. And in that, you know, you talked about the marketing efforts are really an important aspect of that, that book launch. Um, and so I, if I could go back, I think half of our time should have actually been spent on, the marketing of that book. And so that's where, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it, but the, the colleges came into, um, came into fruition. Well, yeah. Tell us about that. I mean, how on earth did you persuade call it 11 colleges to, to take your book and send it to students? I still had a nine to five back then. So it was my first job out of college and, and I, I loved it. It was a great company, um, but I just, I didn't feel like I was reaching my potential. And so I spent every single weekend, you know, this book was kind of, we just wanted to do something with it. We wanted to figure out a way that we could help people. And 
Uh, this book was sort of a vehicle for doing so. And so after the launch, I wanted to make sure that we were able to get this book in the hands of our ideal readers. And so I spent weekend after weekend in coffee shop compiling the email addresses of about 3,000 career services professionals at these universities and then emailing them individually, basically asking them, you know, how can how can we help you with this book? And we're actually able to get the likes of Syracuse, Virginia Tech, and, and um, nine, other univers- nine other colleges to actually send out that book. So um, yeah, that, it was basically just compiling an email list and then spending weekends in coffee shops, sending, you know, sending out emails to, to see if it could be of value to them. So they bought the 40,000 books. Yeah. Great question. Uh, that was the problem. They weren't, they, they were willing <laughs> to distribute, but they weren't willing to pay for it. And oh, so we were, <laughs> we were back at square one. And so what we actually did, we, we asked ourselves, well, we took inventory. What do we have? We, you know, with the 11 colleges sending out. We had around 40,000 students, um, you know, that, that we had acts that we're going to read this. And so we thought, well, who wants to get in front of those 40,000 students? Uh, people who want to hire those students. So then we actually turned around. We contacted about 200 companies in the same way that we reached out to universities. And we said, would you like to advertise in our book? So we actually turned our, our book into sort of a, a live uh, advertisement. We actually had, since it was a, an ebook distribution, we actually had the pages, the ads, so when students clicked on them, it would take them right to a job application um, for those companies. And so we ended up being able to pay for the book and pay for uh, actually the launch of a business from that book, from selling ads in that book upon distribution. So we had to get creative, which is what marketing is all about. Oh my gosh, that's a lot more than creative. That's just downright clever. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you for for thinking about getting companies to pay for it. Because um, yeah. Normally, post-secondary institutions are strapped for cash, right? And so, you know um, yeah, you used, used to be a professor, I, I believe, a literature professor. Yeah, professor, yeah. So, so, I've yeah. been in the academic world, and I know what their budgets are always like. <laughs> and so, you you went to the people that do have money. That is fascinating, uh, and that they would go directly to current job applications. That's ingenious. Uh, wow, that's how it worked. Yeah. And you guys had money left over, you said, to launch your business. We did. We actually then started a software company and a consulting company from that business. So far, and this is why I just, it's, you know, some people ask, okay, well, you know, what's what's one piece of advice? And I always just say, write a book. It's just never going to hurt you. It's only going to help. And it's still, you know, years, we wrote that in 2018 and years down the road, it still just seems to come up everywhere. Um, you know, there, there's so many right now, my, uh, co-author who I, who I wrote it with, uh, Rashad Kanal, he consults now with basically early level talent who aren't fans of their job jobs. That uh, book actually gives him the, the credibility to, to now be able to actually be that expert in the space. Um, so that's, and I know you, you help people extensively with, with coaching them through that process, which I wish we'd had a coach. That process would have been a lot smoother. <laughs> um, and then the, the editing, it's, it's always important to have a good editor because especially when you're, you're distributing to, at least we were to academic institutions, they, they go through it with a fine code. So oh, it's definitely important. Definitely. So is the book still on Amazon and still selling? It is. It's up on Amazon. We don't run ads to it anymore, but we do use it. My, uh, good, uh, good friend and, and co-author actually uses it now as a marketing tool for his consulting services. And we still get emails, uh, almost monthly, just from students who are so grateful to have received that as a as a 
um, an item, you know, as, as a, basically something that can help guide them in their life. And the title again is experience. Experience over degrees. Over degrees. Wow. Well, it's interesting now because the the reality from COVID, I know here where we are in uh, Western Canada, well, Alberta specifically, where our economy has gone into the toilet, thanks to what's going on with the oil industry. Um, there are students now that are, there's just no jobs. So people are going to school because they can't get a job. So there's been a, a mad rush to the universities in some wow. ways. Yeah, I wasn't mm-hmm. aware of that. Yeah, so they're going for the degrees because the opportunities aren't out there. But I think what you're talking about really is people getting experience and and sounds like they're becoming entrepreneurs. Yes and no. We're not we're not advocating that people don't get degrees. <laughs> we right. you know, we still believe it's, you know, the experience and degrees. We just think that people don't place enough emphasis on the experience side of things uh as they as they do on the the you know, the, the colleges, but there's creative ways to get experience as well. Um, you know, just writing your own blog, you know, one of the things we talked about in the book was becoming a, an expert on a topic and becoming an expert on that topic by just getting, you know, every day you're, you're subscribed to a newspaper and you take in the information, almost like breathing in the way you breathe, you breathe in the information and then just breathe back out the information in a blog or some form of a newsletter. And that alone, you know, if that's the industry you want to go into, that set that is an experience that will then separate you from other people. So it's not just about you know becoming an entrepreneur or getting experience in that way, but also just whatever you are passionate about or whatever you want to pursue, find ways to work experience into there because that's that's what you can really talk about in your job interviews. Oh, definitely. Um, I know my daughter spent four months in Nicaragua uh, working. Uh, she took time away from from her college wow. her university program to do that. It's amazing. That's a great example. Of and it was invaluable experience. She worked in a hospital actually and um, got all kinds of knowledge and, and, you know, became fluent in Spanish. Well, you know, as a, another bonus of that. Uh, so I, I, think it's, I think it's great to, to broaden your horizons and it, you're right. It does look good on your resume for sure. Yeah, that's fantastic that she, and a lot of times it's seeking discomfort. That's amazing that she she went after that discomfort and I, I'm sure it pays off every single day for her. Yeah, it does. It, it really shaped her worldview as well uh, to understand what, you know, developing countries are like and what the people face there, what the political dynamics are and what the uh, ramifications of what happened with the U.S. and the Contras you know, that's, that's, those are shockwaves that are still being felt in that country. Uh, so it was a great experience for her. Um, but let's get back to Amazon and what exactly is it that you do with advanced Amazon ads? Sure. Um, so this actually came from doing ads for our own book back, uh, back in 2018 when we first launched it. Obviously, Amazon ads is, is a great part of a marketing strategy. The cost per click is only going up. So I think moving forward, the only authors who will actually be able to make money off of Amazon ads uh, will actually be those who have extensive backends built out to their book and those who are using their books as lead generation. I don't think the independent, you know, one book nonfiction author, you know, there's there's a lot of authors who we unfortunately do have to turn away just because I like to be very transparent and, and there are authors who I just don't, you know, don't think we're going to get a return for. And 
you see it. I, I don't know if you're familiar with Traffic Secrets by Russell Brunson, but he talks about each of these platforms, whether it's Facebook or, or Google, are only just getting more and more expensive. The uh, They start off super cheap. And then over time, the people who understand that market and understand what their cost per click can be, like authors who, let's say they have a $1,000 coaching program on the back of their book, they're going to be able to outbid the you know the person who's bidding you know 17 21 cents on a on a nonfiction business book any day of the week. Um, same thing is true for fiction authors with multi multiple uh, series or multiple uh, books in their series. Sorry, uh, if you're a fiction author, the best thing you can do to make more money is just write more books. And so we make sure that when we're doing Amazon ads, that you know we understand where the market's headed because. Knowing where we are today is great, but if we're going to build long-term relationships with people, it's understanding you know the types of books that are going to continue to actually be able to be profitable with Amazon ads. So we started off just with our book, and then a couple authors found out about what we were doing and asked us to take on their books. And about a year and a half, two years later, we're now uh, currently managing around 100 books. We've worked on around 200 books. And um, we've we've worked on around three hundred thousand dollars in ad spend. So um, I absolutely love working with authors. You know, you, you talked about in the bio in my beginning, uh, in, in the beginning here. Um, you know, with uh, going to my grandparents' house and just seeing every single wall lined with books, and it just it, working with authors. Everyone has such a great story. They're passionate people. I, I just can't get enough. I'm sure you see you see the same thing. Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm running a course right now, and. Um, uh, helping people to write their books. And all of the people in the course are very different, have very different books, but they all have that burning passion. And it's just, it's great to see and great to work with them. Um, so so a lot of the people that I deal with are writing business books. So what you're saying is they're better positioned to be able to afford the ad spend because this is just uh, a giant business card. Some people call a book for a business owner um, so th- you think they're going to weather this increase in the cost of ads better? Right now, we do work with some fiction and nonfiction authors who are able to get a return on their their ads alone, and that's I think within the next year or two, there's still an, an opportunity for people to to do so. But every single platform, you know, Amazon is is just another PPC platform in the same way that Google was one, Facebook is one, and Facebook is one. And this is just the latest in the trend. So, you know, authors, I I spend about an hour a day in in various author forums, Amazon ad author forums. And, you know, everyone is just constantly complaining about the rising cost in ad spend. And, you know, you can either look at it and, you know, know, hope it it goes away, but it's, it's just not going to. And so those who actually use their book as a lead generation tool, you know, you have the, the global, um, you know, let's, let's talk about, let's say someone who offers services online, right? Let's say they sell a thousand dollar coaching program from 30 people who buy their book throughout the period of a month. They're going to be able to pay for their ads as someone who's just trying to make a return on those ads themselves um, in the, you know, moving forward here in the next couple of years, we'll, we'll just not be able to do it. So as long as those authors are, you know, making sure to have actionable callouts in their book and you know, that that's a whole different thing we can talk about as well. And I'm sure you really help authors make sure they have those as well as, you know, making sure that that book is really built out to be a lead generation tool, um, you know, along with just the the value that's being provided in the book itself. Absolutely. So there's a call to action at the end of the book. Amazing. That's how, yeah. What I teach them is that, um, you know, your book has just been the 
you know, in essence, the clickbait <laughs> to get them to work with you. Valuable, because, valuable because, clickbait. Because yeah. now they know, like, and trust you, hopefully, because they've enjoyed your book and your book has had an impact on them. And so they're much more eager to spend money getting more of you in, in your coaching program or whatever you, you have. So that's that's good to know about the Amazon ads and the direction that they're going. Um, now, tell me a little bit about this whole thing that happens. I see this over and over now when people call themselves a bestseller and they were a bestseller on Amazon for like, you know, a day in some bizarre category, you know, like hospital gown designer or something. And you're just like, really? You're, you call yourself yeah. a bestseller? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about that. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, that is the, it's interesting because I entered this market as a customer. I didn't come in as someone who, you know, just, just like, oh, I, you know, I can sell this or I can you know help people in this way. It's, I came in here wanting to write a book. I heard that it could become a bestseller. And I was like, yep, sign me up. That sounds great. Uh, and it's the same way. I mean, a lot of these different lists can be gamified. gamified. I mean, um, you know, the, I won't mention them, but there are even some of the top, uh, the top, you know, lists can, there are, you know, people that you can hire to help you get there. And by the standards of those lists, they are credible ways to do it. Um, but Amazon is, is, is probably just the low hanging fruit. It is the easiest one to get that as a bestseller. And, I think that over time it will become more and more watered down as there are, I think there's probably more bestsellers today than there's ever been in history. Uh, I'm sure you can agree with me there. I mean, technically yeah. we are, uh, you know, we're Amazon bestsellers. Um, you know, I have it proudly displayed on displayed on my LinkedIn um, because at the end of the day, a lot of people don't understand what that means. They don't understand that it just means basically, you know, shelling out a few thousand dollars for, uh, for some title. It's, it's not, some, you know, even people can even do it themselves if they, you know, follow Kindlepreneur or something like that. And I would, I would argue that there is still inherent value in it because the, the fact that people, there is, you still have to sell, you know, X amount of copies to become an Amazon, Amazon bestseller. And there is still, you know, the name out there is technically a bestseller, but you know, you shouldn't be putting wall street journal or New York times bestseller out there because those are, those are a bit different. Those are a little bit more substantial, but Amazon bestseller, I think people will understand moving forward that that's not necessarily what it's made out to be, that it is somewhat of a pay to play type situation, but you know, I've seen it when we were reaching out to universities, that was one of the things that called their attention. You know, we said we're an Amazon, you know, we're Amazon bestsellers. You know, this, this book was an Amazon bestseller, even though it was for two to three days. Um, it caught their attention. It was able us to able to get us to then further out impact and our reach because we really do believe in the message. We still believe in it. You know, we believe in the impact the book could have. And so having that Amazon bestseller title did open doors for us still. So I have mixed mm-hmm. feelings is my answer. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, it does have uh it does have uh some merit for sure. And uh and I I don't discount that. Um I I think when you know what the process is for becoming a bestseller with New York Times or the Wall Street Journal or USA Today now even does it. Sure. Um it's 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 a rigorous process where yes. somebody actually reads your book and decides if it's quality material, you know, and well-written yeah. and yeah. worthy of that, um, that title. And I know, I know there are people that can spend upwards of a hundred thousand dollars to get to be a New York times bestseller, but that's, that doesn't, 
alter the fact that the book has to be a quality book, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, As Amazon, that's, that's not the case. Absolutely. That's not the case. And I would also add that I think my biggest issue with those are the people out there who sell Amazon ad packages and don't set the expect, don't set the expectations with their clients. So like, this doesn't mean you're going to continue to sell your books. This doesn't mean that this is your be all end all marketing strategy. And they shouldn't pitch it as being this amazing thing that is equivalent to the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. So in addition to buying Amazon ads, what are the other strategies that you would say to authors that they need to use to sell their books? Yes. Uh, a lot of it, I mean, creative marketing, you just can't beat it. That's, I mean, that, that was me sitting in coffee shops weekend over weekend, scraping emails. I'm sure there's way easier ways to do it now with technology. Um, Parse Hub is, is, a, is a great tool to be able to web scrape, um, sort of a click and drag, kind of like Wix, um, you know, to, to get some information, but that's going down a rabbit hole that we don't need to go, <laughs> go down. Um, but another great way is, is showing up on podcasts. Um, when you genuinely reach out to podcast hosts and you actually get to know their show, you get to know them, you know, you know how they use their podcast, that can be a fantastic relationship building um, interaction. I think that when you just spam, you know, a thousand podcasts, you're not doing anyone a favor. You're just kind of, you know, being a, a, a mosquito, you know, when you're trying to fall asleep at night and there's a mosquito <laughs> in the room, uh, you just can't quite get, get rid of it. You know, you, you don't want to do that. So building genuine relationships with podcast hosts is a great way to, um, to promote your book as well. That I've seen that work. The, usually the clients who we have that, that perform best have a, you know, multiple prong marketing approach. They have the Amazon ads, they are showing up on podcasts, you know, they might have Facebook ads running. I'm not the expert on Facebook ads, so I can't talk about that at all. Um, but I have seen that be a, a successful part of people's strategies. Um, so that is a, that's sort of a, a, if you're doing all those things, that's wonderful. Um, you know, building that email list, these are all good strategies, but tried and true, you know, people have talked about these on your show in, in the past. I think Thomas, um, Umstead came on and, and talked great, uh, greatly about the email list building. And you know, he was so right when it came to that. Yes. Yes. When we have had different, uh, authors and publishers and book promoters on the show, giving lots of great ideas, but I love your idea of, um, approaching the colleges and then approaching the sponsors. So you had to go through that whole process twice, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it paid off, but it paid off and it, Paid you to launch your business. So honestly, yep. that's just a great success story right there. It is. And that's, I mean, that's, uh, it's figuring out and, and again, going back to traffic secrets by Russell Brunson, you know, he talks about this dream 100 and it's not just figuring out who your dream, you know, 100 customers are your, you know, your dream 100 readers. It's who has the, who is the gatekeeper of those audiences and so when it comes to creative marketing, figuring out how to provide value to those people, I think is, is the number one thing you should be doing. It's just figuring out, you know, who is your audience currently paying attention to and how can you provide value to those people? Exactly. Yeah. And when you're on, you know, you're taking the initiative to provide value, you just build your credibility so much. So how are you promoting your services? I'm here with you, Rochelle, today. Thank you so much for having <laughs> yes, me. Yes, you are. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so showing up on podcasts. I mean, the greatest thing is when you have a good service, word of mouth is is wonderful. Uh, for about two years now, the way that we've gotten to where we have was basically doing zero marketing. 
we were able to uh, get here just by word of mouth. And a lot of that was still me being like, oh goodness, like I hope like I'm ready to take on, you know, these new clients because uh, it was growing so fast. I wanted to make sure that our service was really keeping up with, uh, you know, with that, that level of, uh, of growth. And, you know, we've built out our team now uh, and we've really become a lot more rigorous in the type of client, you know, we've taken, which has allowed us to charge a lot more knowing which clients were actually going to get a return on their books, things like that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of a lot of it's just been word of mouth. I mean, I think that's the best marketing out there is, um, and that's another thing too, is, you know, the flywheel effect can't be understated is once you get your books in, in the hands of a few people and you have a really quality, you know, product service or book, you know, word of mouth can really just be a huge part of it. So, um, you know, I've seen some authors put in at the end of this chapter, you know, apply this stuff and then take a photo with like your, your plan or something and then tag us and we'll, you know, we'll reach back out to you. And, um, that seems to work well for them, uh, helping with that word of mouth again, then you're getting, you know, into their social media communities, things like that. So those are all good marketing strategies. Mm, I like that. So sort of your book becomes interactive and exactly. Uh, yeah. It's an invitation oh. to, to, to communicate. That's a great idea. Oh man. I should share that with the people in my course <laughs> right now. <laughs> I think that's a brilliant idea. And you know, we've we've all become, you know, thanks to the pandemic, we've all become Zoomified, right? And um, and I think that that level of communication and creating community online has just, you know, exploded because of that. And I think that there's positive things about that. You know, it's made people more aware of the possibility that you can be talking to someone on the other side of the world Um and, you know, have that engagement, have community. And, you know, it's, it's amazing. I, there's a lot of it that I think is not going to go away. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So what would your advice be to a, a first-time author right now who's planning on uploading their book to Amazon? Focus as much on the marketing as you did on the writing of the book. It's hmm. if I could go back, we would have, you know, we could be where we are, you know, two years ago or, a, you know, a, a year ago, if I had, because basically in 2018, we launched our book at the end of 2019 is when I realized, wait, this thing isn't actually making an impact. Like it's not getting in the hands of students because, oh, wait, students don't have money to spend on books that, uh, first of all, don't have money to spend on books that aren't mandatory. And then two, if we just had no good way of getting in front of students. And so if you don't think about how you're going to show up in front of your audience or actually get them to become aware of, of your, you know, your, your thing, um, it, there's no point in even writing it. And so I would, I would just recommend that for those people who are, are planning on writing a book is to really make sure that you have a marketing strategy down, um, you know, as well. Well, and now you can market the book before you've even written the book and you can sell the book before it's actually published. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the the pre-sale gig, that's a great plan on Amazon to um get people to buy your book even before it's available. Yeah, I one of my mentors told me once, never trust somebody who doesn't walk with a limp. And I walk with a limp every single day because that is not something we focused on. And <laughs> it's absolutely something we should have focused on. Uh so absolutely, it's a great idea. Awesome. Well, I think that we're going to have to have you back in another, you know, six months and catch up with you and see if you're still backpacking around the world and running a great business. <laughs> I appreciate that. I think my plan is to be in Ecuador in six months. So uh, we'll, we'll maybe next time we catch up, I'll, I'll be down in Ecuador. Uh, you want to wait till the pandemic's over down there. <laughs> 
That is that is true. Um, yeah, luckily all I do is surf and and work on a laptop, so it's pretty it's a pretty friendly way to to interact in any environment. But yeah, wow, people are surfing the net, and you're actually surfing like, <laughs> the real surfing. I think everyone. I, I, it's it's such a great. It's I I don't like working out. I don't like just showing up to a gym and picking up things and putting them back down. I like things that are an experience. And to me, it's, it's, a, it's surfing is just such a great, great way to work out because one, you're surrounded by beautiful nature. You are doing something very active. It's, it's, you know, very vigorous activity. And then two, you're having fun. It's like catching a There's nothing like catching a wave. Um, but yeah, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's wonderful that you have come so far so quickly with your company and your expertise. And uh, I'm just delighted that we've had this time to to share today, Alex. So thanks again. And um, I'm sure we'll hear more from you uh, down the road. So thank you so much for joining us at Buzz on Book Biz. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, could you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast? That would be terrific. Information and links about today's guest are in the show notes. And if you'd like to connect with me, please visit my website, rochellewiseman.com. And my email is rochelle at rochellewiseman.com. So until next time, stay safe and read a good book. Bye for now.